You are listening to the Survived to Thrive podcast with Amy Miller, a podcast for survivors of suicide loss. In this weekly podcast, you will learn more about your unique experiences and gain insights on your brain and how it processes grief and loss due to a loved one's suicide. While suicide grief comes in all shapes and sizes, Amy shows you that you still can have a life full of joy and fulfillment even though your loved one died. You don't have to just survive anymore. You can thrive. You are listening to the Survive to Thrive podcast with Amy Miller, episode number 56, Big Decisions. Hey guys, how are you? Welcome to the podcast. Glad you're here. Okay, so just to preface this episode... I am in a crossroads of making a huge decision that's going to affect our family. And it is a career decision for my husband who is in the crossroads of switching careers. And there is a lot of moving parts to this decision. There's a lot of life changes that could occur with this decision. And so we're in this kind of state of where we personally have to make a big decision. And we have a deadline in making this decision. And we have to have this decision made by beginning of next year. And when we're faced with things that we don't really have much control over, like decisions that need to be made, it can feel a little overwhelming and challenging, right? And the way that I try to look at making big decisions is I try to look at them from an opportunist perspective to where I'm feeling like this is more of an opportunity as opposed to resisting something in my life that I don't really want. And it has taken me a lot of time in my life to really embrace that concept and that idea because growing up and learning the way that I learned, I grew up in an environment where change was um, very challenging to accept. And so I learned from my growing up years on how to get really good at resisting change. But the problem that arises when you are in a crossroads or when you're in a point in your life where a decision either has to be made or or it's going to affect either your life or your family's life profoundly it can make making that decision even harder than it actually has to be. And I have had to really learn and embrace this idea of making decisions as being a regular part of the human experience and being willing and open to just being willing to making the wrong decision. Okay. I think so many of us live in fear that we're going to just make the wrong decision. But here's the thing with decisions. We can make a decision and then we choose something that takes us to a path that we really didn't want to go. But there is always an opportunity for us to make a course correction, right? We don't necessarily have to follow through with our decisions. And I think a lot of us grow up thinking that once we've made a decision, we've committed to it and we've got to follow through with it to the end. But no, 
that is not even the truth. How do I know this? Because so many people make decisions and then they change their mind, right? I see this happen all the time in businesses, right? Where they'll make a decision, say, on a marketing strategy or on a program launch or in a product that they're offering. And they see that this particular decision isn't working. So they correct it. And I think it's really important for us to realize that we also have the opportunity to course correct at any time, right? We don't have to be committed. We don't have to be married to a decision. Okay. All right. So with all that said, I want to talk about making big big decisions in grief because I feel like we get told after we lose a loved one due to suicide or just grief in any circumstance, right? That it's never a good idea to make big decisions within that first year. Now, I understand the sentiment. I understand the reasons why they say that because we all go through an emotional roller coaster, right? As we're dealing with loss and grief and everything that we're feeling, and we're trying to sort out a lot of different things. And they say you shouldn't make these big decisions simply because of those reasons. But here's the truth. I think that we are all capable of making big decisions at any time, whether we're in grief or not. I just don't think it's true. In fact, I think when people really believe that they can't make certain big decisions because they are in grief really is disempowering, right? It takes away the power of you taking the reins back in your life where you are unable or incapable of directing your life in a way that you would like to. And so I think I want to communicate that in this podcast episode that the truth is you do have the power to make decisions and you are capable of making decisions while you are in grief. I think most people feel like they can't and they shouldn't and they postpone and they resist and they do all these sort of things unless they're absolutely forced to make a decision, right? But the truth is you absolutely can and you are absolutely capable of making these decisions, okay? Now, another thing I want to say about this is some of you and maybe a lot of you feel like maybe you don't want to make a decision, okay, about whatever it is. Maybe it's a career decision. Maybe it's a relationship decision. Maybe it's something to do with your education, something to do with your kids, something like this. And I think a lot of us get feel a lot of pressure sometimes that we have to make these decisions right away. But I always recommend that if you're faced with a decision that you really don't want to make in the moment, in the time, because say, for example, you are in your first year of grief or you are in a place where you're just really not wanting to make this decision because of dealing with your loss, right? You could ask, you can ask if you can postpone your decision. Okay. And I think a lot of times there, you have the ability to be able to do that, that it may feel like maybe this decision might be urgent, but I always recommend that if you're not in a space where you really want to 
or have to make a decision, maybe just ask if you can postpone the decision. I don't think there's anything wrong with being able to do that. Okay. Now, if you're in a place where you have to make this decision, maybe you can't postpone it. Maybe it's a job opportunity or something, and they've given you two weeks or something like this to make this decision. I always like to say that people that feel like that they can't make this decision, there's usually reasons why. Okay. And I want to break those down for you. Okay. And the reason why I want to break those reasons down for you is because the problem of not being able to make a decision is totally solvable, but you have to identify exactly which problem you're dealing with in order to, um, in order to overcome whatever that problem is. Okay. So the first one is it could be that you just don't have enough information. Okay. Now, sometimes you are given this option of say, for example, a new career. Okay. Maybe it's a job offer. All right. And you just don't really know much about the job. You don't know what's going to be required of you. Maybe you don't know the hours. Maybe you don't know who you're going to be working with, who you're going to answer to, what a day in a life is going to look like, right? You have just a lot of unanswered questions about it in order for you to feel confident about making a decision, whether you want to accept this job opportunity or not. Okay. Now the good news is even though you don't have specifics or you don't have the information, there usually are sources available where you can find the information you need to make the proper decision. Okay. But you can't really solve the issue of not having enough information if you don't even know that's your reason why you're struggling to make a decision. But if you can pinpoint it to that, it's a great, it's an easily solvable problem to have. Okay. The second thing is fear. Okay. This is one that I sit in a lot is this fear, right? It's fears of the unknown. It's fears of what things might look like if you make this decision. Maybe you're afraid you're going to make the wrong decision. Okay. I grew up in a in a very um, spiritually minded home and they were always like, listen to your gut, make sure it's the right thing to do. They would give me advice on praying about it and that sort of thing, which I think is all useful, right? It's good and useful information. But sometimes the emotion of fears, regardless of praying about it or feeling unease or whatever in your gut, maybe that all kind of trumps the fear of what you're going to experience if you make this decision. And so I think it's really important to identify if you're dealing with fear. Okay. Because fear sometimes is such a strong emotion that it trumps logic, reason, abilities, skills, all of the things. And, and I think it's important to identify it if that's what you're dealing with, because a lot of times, if you don't even know that's what you're dealing with, there's no way to really overcome it. Because here's the thing, fear is completely overcomable we don't have to wrestle with fear. Okay. 
because we can have control over situations in our lives. We can control how we think. We can control how we feel. We can control our actions, right? And sometimes when we're so stuck in fear, we just freeze and we don't do anything, right? We don't make decisions. We don't do anything. And then we just remain stuck, right? Because we're so afraid of making the wrong decision, right? So I think it's really important to identify if it's fear that you're dealing with. Okay. The third thing that I like to find out is if you have the know-how. Okay. So if you have the ability or the skills um, to make the decisions that you need. Okay. For example, say for example, you have a big decision about maybe selling your home. Okay. A lot of times we don't know if it's the right time because we don't know all the information. We don't know what the markets, we don't know how many houses are on the market. We don't know what the how the interest rates are affecting the seller's market, that sort of thing. Okay. If you don't have the skills, right, to make a proper decision, it's very solvable, right? Because for example, in that example, I just gave you about wondering whether you should sell your house. You could find a real estate agent that has the information you need. Okay. Maybe you're trying to make another financial decision, right? You're trying to maybe invest or make, maybe you got a lump sum of insurance money from your loved one's loss, right? And you're not quite sure on how to handle all of that information. It's totally solvable, right? Because maybe you don't have the financial skills to be making those decisions, but you can hire somebody who has the know-how, who has the education, who is professional, that can help guide you in making the proper decisions, right? So identify if the problem is that you don't have the know-how, okay? The fourth one is this internal dialogue the beliefs, right? The beliefs that we believe about ourselves, okay? It's a lot of internal dialogue is occurring within us, okay, all the time. And it's really interesting because when it comes to making big decisions, a lot of times that internal dialogue can be very negative in nature. You tell yourself things like, I'm not good enough, I'm not capable. I can't handle this. There's a lot of negative things that we tell ourselves that help us, that kind of lead us into a direction of not being able to make the decision. And the thing with these beliefs that we have about ourselves can be actually coached, right? Sometimes we don't even realize that we're telling ourselves these things. Okay. And we just end up in this indecision drama with ourselves. And we don't even realize it because these thoughts that we're thinking, they can be very sneaky. Okay. It might be something that you were taught at a very young age and you've just implemented it into your internal dialogue from a young childhood age. 
And when you've implemented these thoughts, these recurring negative thoughts, like I'm incapable, I'm not good enough, I shouldn't make these kinds of decisions, that sort of thing from such a young age, it's really a challenge to shift the way that we're thinking, right, about our decisions that we have to make. But here's the thing and what the good news is thoughts and beliefs are so malleable. Okay. That's why I coach because I think it's important to bring awareness to our thoughts and what we're thinking because all of our thoughts and the way that we're thinking is changeable. Okay. We get to choose how we think about things. Okay. And that to me is so empowering when we recognize that all this internal dialogue, especially when it's negative and it's not serving us and it's halting us and holding us back from making some of these big decisions that could be the best decision of our lives. To me, once we recognize that and understand that, our lives can change. And I think it's so important to recognize. Okay. So that's the great news. To recap those four things I talked about, the not knowing enough information, the fears that we might have, not having the skill set, the expertise, or the know-how, and the beliefs or the internal dialogue we're telling ourselves, all four of those things is solvable. These are problems that can be solved. They can. And to me, that's great news. Okay. Now, the last thing I want to bring up in this episode and this podcast episode is if you're in a place where you're just not sure what to do and you just, you have to make a decision right away and you just don't feel like you have enough time to really gather information or maybe you just are stuck in this fear space or whatever. Okay. Why did, what I always recommend is just asking for opinions. And these could be from people that you really trust, good friends, somebody who's really looking out for your best interest. Maybe these are professionals that you know, like associations of people. Maybe if it's like, for example, a big job promotion or something like that, maybe talk to somebody who's also have the same job so that you can at least get their insights. Okay. I think people's opinions are always valuable, whether their opinions are necessarily helpful or not. They're helpful in the way that it gives you other people's eyes on it. They're other people's thoughts on their experience. Right. And so I think gathering information that way is always a very good thing. So I think that, my friends, is really it, all that I have for you on big decisions. But just remember that the people that move forward are always making decisions and the people that are stuck are always in indecision. So I highly recommend being willing to make decisions in your life because that's what really propels you forward. And if you're one that has to make a really big decision now, I hope this podcast episode has been helpful for you. 
All right, friends. Thank you again for listening. Can't wait to be back with you next week. So until then, have a great week. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Survived to Thrive podcast. If you like this podcast, please share with your friends and write a review on iTunes. Also, check out survived-to-thrive.com for more information and to subscribe to get the podcast's latest episode, along with useful tips you can begin to use immediately to feel better, directly sent to your inbox. Thank you.